Welcome to the Confidence Lounge podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to our next episode of the Confidence Lounge Podcast. How are we feeling this week? I'm on high. I don't know if you've been getting that for me in these last few episodes. I'm just riding high on life, just loving everything. My love cup is so full. My connection cup is so full because I am putting myself in spaces that just feel wonderful and delicious and feel like home and with people whose energy just feels like sunshine. And I did that in the most powerful way. If you've been following my Facebook and Instagram and seeing everything I've been posting, you know what I'm about to say. But I went to my first beauty industry trade show in five years. Like I have not been in that space. I have been so far removed from it. But here's the deal is that I want to have my finger on the pulse of what's going on because 75% of the women that I coach inside the CAN program are in the beauty industry. So I want to see what's going on. What is what have I missed? Why are you stressed? (laughs) So I put myself in the space where it's all happening. And in this show that I went to, this is not a show that you go to to purchase products. This is a show where it all begins. So where your favorite products that you bought at Sephora or Ulta or Target, wherever it is that you buy your personal care and makeup, this is where it all begins. So the product developers, the marketers, the branders, the salespeople, the manufacturers, the trend agencies from the biggest beauty brands in the world come together at the sequence of shows. This is how you do the new development process. And this is where everything happens first, right? So this is where, for me, in my former life as a product developer and marketer, I would go to these shows to find the latest raw material innovations, the latest formula innovations, the latest packaging innovations, the latest trends. And then we would figure out what we were actually going to bring to market. So I got to be in the room where it is all happening first. So I got to see the things that are going to be hitting the shelves in the next one, two, three, four years. It was so exciting to be back. And I had a lot of fear going into this experience because I'm like, oh my God, am I still going to be welcomed in this space? It's been so long. And it truly felt like coming home to family. I can't even tell you how many times my name was called. There was one moment where it truly felt like I was witnessing all of my iterations of my whole entire life and career come together because I was seeing people that I went to fit them with in college, then seeing people I worked with at Lorac, then seeing all my Orly family, then seeing my Smashbox and Estee Lauder family, then seeing girls that I had mentored and spoke to at Fitum, and then seeing all of my clients. And I got to meet eight of my clients in real life, like people that I coached from 2020 on who I've never got to see outside of the computer screen, <laughs> outside of Zoom, and just hugging them and touching them and feeling them and feeling their energy in real life. And just, oh God, it was such a dream come true. It was so much fun to be in this energy. And some things happened that I did not expect. And I promise at some point we're going to go into today's episode topic, but I just have to share this with you because I'm just feeling all the feels about this experience. But I was walking down the hallways of this, you know, in the trade show in the convention center, we were at the LA convention center. And all of a sudden people were like yelling my name. And I'm like, oh my God, I just kept turning around and I could not be more excited by the people lighting me up. But there was a couple moments where people that I didn't know called my name and they were like, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on LinkedIn. You touched me with this post. I listened to your podcast. Oh my God, you coached my boss and now she's so much better and I love my job again. Oh my God, you coached my coworker. (laughs) She's not a bitch anymore. And it was so surreal because there's a part of me that still doesn't understand in, you know, the full degree, the ripple effect that the work that I'm doing is having on this industry that is having on this world, in this world. And so to have people coming up to me who I've never gotten to meet in person, who I've had, you know, virtual relationships with, or people that just follow me that I've never actually gotten to meet, like, that was something I made no space for. I was not mentally prepared for that. It was so unexpected. It was so overwhelming in the most beautiful way. It just really caught me off guard because... I know what I'm doing is remarkable. I am so, you know, on this passionate mission, committed to this mission that I want to do, but actually seeing the ripple of effects of what I'm doing in this world. I just, I was almost moved to tears several times yesterday because I'm watching an industry that I love get healthier from the inside out because of my influence, because I was so brave to make a change, because I was so brave to see, look, I want this industry that I'm so passionate about to have confident leadership, to have leaders who are no longer leading through insecurity and doubt and fear, who no longer subscribe to limiting beliefs, who no longer, you know, subscribe to these catty girl crimes and this backstabbing and this toxic culture. Like I want to shift that. So 
seeing that all happen was crazy. Seeing all of my friends through so many iterations of my life, you know, just catching up with them and having no agenda and feeling no time pressure and just being there, actually getting to enjoy the show, not running from meeting to meeting, just so exhausted. Like it was such an incredible experience and it was so fun to get mobbed. Like I literally at one point I was like, oh my God, there's so many people around me calling my name. And it was so, so fun. I just really felt like just just a part of me is just so just connected and so grateful to be in that space with these amazing women because the beauty industry is so amazing because of the women that work inside of it. So I had to share that with you because it just was something that was so near and dear to my heart. And I'm so proud of myself for trusting the poll to put myself in that room. My husband actually encouraged me to go. He's like, why would you not go? Like all of your clients are going to be there. You said you wanted to meet them. I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. So I did it. And I'm so proud of myself. But I had some anxiety of like, oh, God, how's this going to go? Who am I going to see? And all the things. But what I did was I truly just trusted this was the space that I needed to be in. I trusted the pull. And then I did what I'm going to teach you how to do today. I presented myself with confidence. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I left beauty, it was one of the lowest points of my life. And I actually talked a lot about this in Instagram Live that I did earlier today and Facebook Live. You can go on and watch that if you want to hear more of the behind the scenes of the Makeup LA show and also hear about this kind of insecurity spiral that I had, this very vulnerable moment, this anxiety moment, because I was terrified of reintroducing myself as this version of me who is not the version of me that people are going to remember. Because when I left beauty, I was broken. It was the most insecure I've ever felt. I truly lost myself. I had gained 55 pounds. My skin was gray because I was so unhealthy. I just don't even recognize that version of myself anymore. And so many people that I ran into were like, oh my God, you look incredible. Your energy is amazing. What are you doing? I was like, yeah, I love the beauty industry and just, you know, went and followed my dreams. Like, (laughs) and it was just, you know, it was as simple as that, as, as hard as it was, right? But it is so crazy to see the effects and the shifts that I have made and who I've become and watching myself transition into this most confident version of me and then now teaching women how to do the same. It is truly a full circle moment. And one of the things that people kept saying to me yesterday was, oh my God, your confidence is just like exuding out of you. It's like blinding me. It's so radiant. And people are like, how do I get there? So what I want to offer you in today's episode are six really solid, secure tips to help you present yourself with confidence. Because there was a point where I didn't have these tips. And there was a point where I was following advice that people had given me, but I never truly felt confident in a lot of situations when I was putting myself out there. So I want to help you get into a space where you know exactly what to do. When the doubt comes, when the fear comes, when the insecurity comes, because PS, all those things are normal. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is something I'm really working very hard to normalize because we're not going to feel confident all the time and that's okay. What I want you to know is anytime you leave your comfort zone, anytime you walk into a big room, anytime you put yourself out there in a way that feels risky to your brain, It is so normal for the doubt, the fear, the insecurity to come up. So just make space for that, right? And then what I want you to do is lean into the tips that I'm offering you today and start applying these in real time because these are going to be what help you feel feel more confident in those moments where you might feel vulnerable. You might be afraid to be seen. You might be worried, oh my God, am I too much? Am I taking up too much space? Am I actually good enough? Why am I the right person to do this? All those hideous questions that our brain loves to offer us that keep us playing small or keep us hiding or keep us from putting ourselves in the room where the magic happens, right? So that is when you're going to apply these tips. So let's dive straight into this because I've got some very powerful stances. I don't have a ton of notes with me today. I'm just really riding high on my soapbox. Uh, You know, after just living this yesterday, it's all just fresh and top of mind. So I might do some passionate rants. I'm warning you. I know y'all love this when I do this. So just get ready. Okay. Tip number one, to present yourself with confidence. You ready? Okay. Be yourself. You're like, oh, Elise, revolutionary tip. But here is the deal. I see so many of you subscribing to this idea that you need to fake it until you make it. So I want to challenge you. Instead of thinking that you need to be somebody else or think that you have to have it all put together, have the answers or that you need to pretend like you are somewhere else other than exactly where you are, I want you to instead be yourself own exactly where you are with authority, make no apologies for it, and just use that authenticity as your biggest success tool. Because when you adopt the fake it till you make it mentality, this is going to put you in one place, imposter syndrome. If you are in a place where you think that you need to be like somebody else in order to be successful, you're going to end up in compare and despair. I don't want you ever subscribing to the idea that you need to be any less of you because what that reinforces within you is that you need to change who you are in order to be accepted or liked or successful or that this is going to make you immune to judgment. 
So being less of yourself does not equal more. Being more of you is what equals more. So when I coach women who come to me with a fake it to make it mindset, I find so much doubt coming up because it's like, I'm trying, I'm doing all the things, but I don't even know. And I just feel like I'm putting myself out there and people are going to find me out. They're going to know I'm a fraud. Right. And I, I think, look, there's, there's some element to faking it till you make it that is correct. And I think that sometimes we're not ready to jump. And that's where the fake it to make it comes in. Because look, when I launched my business, I was not ready. I did not have all the answers, but I had to go out there and present myself based on my past success record, based on what I knew and just do my best as I figured everything out. So in some element, yes, I was faking it while I was figuring everything out. But if you don't ever actually adopt into growing into the person who makes it and that you know, fake it idea is what you're running from and that's what's fueling you, then of course, imposter syndrome and comparison and despair is going to spin you out because you're not actually ever going to do the growth work needed to make it because faking it will only get you so far. And this is an area where I watch so many women crumble because they would go up in the ranks in beauty and then they would get to like a VP or a CEO level, but they either never did the personal development work. They never advanced certain skills. They never learned how to deal with having hard conversations. They never got into a space where they actually felt secure making decisions. They didn't lead. So they had other people, you know, or they were fear-based leaders, doubt-based leaders. So they had other people doing the hard things for them because they were too scared because they the fear and the doubt was spinning them out, right? So when you get into this place of truly wanting success, you're going to have to start before you know all the things, right? And that's where the fake it idea comes in. But if you're not backing that up with your growth and you're not actually saying to yourself and being intentional about who do I need to be to actually get there and what work needs to be done on myself to back that up, then ultimately that that fake it till you make it concept is going to sink you. Because once again, imposter syndrome and compare and despair will take over. You're going to sell yourself this lie that you're a fraud, that you don't actually know. You're going to be so terrified that people are going to find out that you don't know, that you're going to end up hiding. And then you're going to be over there watching other women who are at the top or who are where you want to be. And you're going to be like, okay, I need to be more like them, which is going to take you away from being more of you. Because you're going to sell yourself this lie that in order to be where they're at, I need to be more like them. So I, my whole entire career, have been told that I am too much. I have been told I need to, you know, not be as bold, not be as excited, not laugh as loud, not, you know, be as as, uh, courageous as I am, not have these insane ideas. Everybody has tried to put me in a box my whole entire career. And for a long time, I listened. And when I started my job at Estee Lauder, someone told me this horrible advice. They were like, okay, I I need you to not go in at an Elise 10, go in like a little bit, like not not that. And so I did. And I got ran over, (laughs) like literally eaten alive. But if I wonder, you know, if I could go back and redo it, I would 100% go in, not adopting this fake it till you make it not like hiding any part of me, I would be too much because you needed to be too much to thrive in that environment. So if you're in a space right now, where you are like, okay, I feel like I have to fake it, maybe you're not there yet, maybe you are really wanting to do something big, but you know, you are not in a place where you feel secure doing that yet. I want you to just really focus on being yourself owning where you're at right now. And then just instead of like thinking you need to fake it until you make it, I want you to be intentional about who you want to be in every space that you walk into. So for example, what came up for me yesterday when I was thinking about who I wanted to be as I walked into this trade show is I'm going to read you this because this is really powerful. I committed to being the me now not the me that reverts back to who she used to be in beauty, right? The people pleaser, the perfectionist, the person that just said yes to everything, the person that let everyone walk all over her, the person that was afraid to be too much, right? So I didn't want to revert back to that part of me. And I gave myself a permission slip to show them who I am now and shine in a room that I once tried to hide in. I gave myself a permission slip to be the disruptor that I know I meant to be. And I sat there with this idea that I am safe to be unpolished. I'm safe to be imperfect. I'm safe to be unfiltered. I'm safe to be all of me, too much of me. I'm safe to allow my energy to be so loud that it speaks for itself. And I'm safe to trust or to be the woman that trusts that today is going to go exactly as it meant as it's meant to. And I'm not going to let myself get in the way of that by overthinking it. So when I thought about who I want to be when I walk into that room, I wanted to be all of me and even more of me. And I want you to think about if you were to get intentional about this next iteration of whatever element of life, whether it's growing in your relationship, growing in your career, growing as a mom, growing as a friend, growing as just for yourself, growing your success, growing your money, growing your time, whatever that looks like. 
who do you need to be if you were to get intentional? Who do you need to be to get there? And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck because the first brain or the first answer our brain gives us is, I don't know. So if you don't know who you need to be, or maybe you're in a place right now where you don't know who you are, this is why we focus on that in week one of the CAN program. Because so many of us are in that place where it's like, well, I don't know who I'm supposed to be. And we're still living up to this standard that someone else set for us, where we think we need to be a certain person in order to be happy, to be successful. Maybe we're still living up to our parents' standards for us. Maybe we're living up to what an old boss or an ex-boyfriend said to us. And we're not actually living in a space where we're being who we want to be. And we don't even know what that is because we've never really thought about it. Our brain just gives us this idea of, well, I don't know. And then that is an answer. You're telling yourself, I don't know. And then your brain's like, cool, we've answered that. Moving on. It just goes on to the next thing. And our brain is a problem solving machine. So when you're giving your brain an answer, it's like, cool, we solved the problem. Now I know who I am. I don't know. (laughs) And now that's how you're navigating the world. So I want you to think about if you were in a place where you were level 10 confident, where you put yourself out there with that confident, unapologetic authority, there was no doubt standing in your way. There was no fear about being who you are. There was no insecurity about, oh my God, I'm too much. I'm too little, whatever it is, right? I want you to think about If you were to sit down and write on a piece of paper, like literally just grab a piece of paper right now, draw a line down the center of it and write at the top, confident me is on one side and then on the other side, confident me is not. So confident me is the person who doesn't minimize herself, who speaks up with authority, who doesn't hide who she is, who takes up all the space and doesn't minimize herself, who doesn't people please, who doesn't worry about being perfect, who is okay being unfiltered and unpolished. And then on the other side, confident me is not somebody who says yes to everything when I really want to say no. So confident me is not somebody who stays late when I have better things to do with my time. Confident me is not in a place where she's settling for jobs that aren't paying me what I want to be paid. Confident me is not letting doubt and fear and insecurity stand in my way. Confident me is not wearing clothes that I think I need to wear in order to fit in or acting like a certain version of myself to fit in, right? Confident me is not comparing yourself to people. So I want you to get really honest with yourself about who the most confident you would be. And even if that version of you feels far away, that's okay. By doing this exercise, you're creating her right now. And this is literally where we start in week one of the CAN program. We start writing your confident self-image and have you start taking action as that version of you. So that way you collapse time and can become her that much faster because you're just showing up as her now. You're not delaying being this version of you that you want to be. So maybe confident you is somebody who sets boundaries. Maybe confident you is somebody who doesn't feel the need to over, you know, do it in terms of like, oh, I have to practice and rehearse this 5 million times because if I don't, I'm not going to be good enough up there. And oh my God, what are all the people thinking of me, right? So maybe you're like confident me does not worry about being judged because I know everything that I did was good enough, right? Imagine being in a place right now where you could show up to whatever room and you're like, yes, I belong here. I'm good enough to be here. And I know everything that I do is going to make this room more valuable. Everything that I do is enough. Imagine if that's the way that you were showing up in this world Woo! That is powerful. So powerful. So start that process for yourself. Start painting the vision of who is you, who or who are you, who is the most confident you, right? And then I want you to then ground this with action, right? Because that's how we really get going. First, we develop the belief. We start feeding trust into this version of you. And then we start taking action. So now I want you to grab a second piece of paper and I want you to write down on the left, confident me does on the left. Confident me does not on the right. And then I want you to really keep yourself accountable for what you do and do not do every day. So confident me is taking care of herself. She's not putting herself at the bottom of the list. Confident me is building her self-belief through mindset work versus sitting there and feeding doubt. Confident me surrounds herself with women that are all super successful versus being in a place where all of my friends are just bringing doubt and negativity and drama into my life or people that gossip at work and just suck my soul dry because they're energy vampires like what we talked about in last week's episode, right? Confident me is in a place where she dresses for success versus being in clothes that are old and make me feel like crap or constantly looking in your closet and seeing that pair of skinny jeans that you're still wishing that you could fit into. Like I just had a new client do this exercise that we do inside the CAN program that's all about space cleansing. And I told her, I was like, when you go through your closet, get rid of anything that doesn't fit who you are now. And she's like, Elise, there's all these clothes that I'm going to fit into. And I was like, how do you feel when you look at those clothes? She's like extremely insecure. And I was like, okay, so why do you, why, why do you still keep them? Why do you choose to keep something that is creating insecurity for you versus honoring where you're at right now and feeding so much love into this version of you? Because this version of you, sure, you might not be where you want to be, you know, physically, weight wise, how you feel in terms of your health, but that version of you still deserves to wear clothes that fit. Because if you're not in clothes that fit and you're stuffing yourself into these clothes and now all of a sudden you're in a meeting and you're like, oh God, I'm uncomfortable. Guess what's going to happen? You're not going to feel confident. So 
I had her get rid of all of the clothes and she wasn't able to, you know, cut ties with them yet. I was like, well, at least put them somewhere where you can't see them. And she told me, she's like, every time I go in my closet, I already feel so much better. And I was like, see, exactly. Because you're not trying to fit yourself into a version of yourself that you've outgrown. So confident me is and is not confident me does and does not. So start giving yourself that vision. Start holding yourself accountable to be that person because guess what's going to happen? You're not going to need to fake it until you make it. You're going to be in a place where you feel confident about where you're at now. You're going to know who you are. You're going to know what you want to do and you're going to just start doing that. And guess what's going to happen when you start operating that way? You're going to generate more confidence. (laughs) So if you want to be in that place where you truly feel like, okay, who I am is good enough. I feel confident in in this version of me. What if the way to get there is being authentically who you are now? What if being authentically you is your success guarantee? I had a mentor tell me in the beauty industry, we were in a meeting and it was so crazy because this was at the height of my point of feeling like I was just not good enough and my team hated me. It was really uncomfortable being at this, you know, in this meeting with them. And he stopped me and he's like, don't ever change who you are. He's like, please keep getting excited over every single glitter formula that somebody shows you. He's like, your meetings with you are my favorite meetings. I just look forward to them. He's like, this is why you're memorable. And I remember every single person on my team cringing because that was everything they hated about me. They were all the people that were like, you're too much. You're annoying. Why do you get so excited? Right. And I just remember sitting with that and I was like, wow, okay, there is a part of me that people love. Okay. If other people love that, guess what? I can learn to love it too. I can learn to own that about myself. So I started seeing this unpolished, unfiltered version of me as my biggest success tool, because the more me I was, the more success I created. And I think about job opportunities, about when I put myself out there, same thing when I started my business, people hired me because I let them see the real me. I didn't let them see this polished perfectionistic robot who I thought I needed to be to get the opportunity. The more that I did that, the less opportunities that were coming to me, the less success I was creating, the less money I was making. And in actuality, that inauthenticity was repelling people at light speed. The more authentic I was, the more that authenticity magnetized people towards me because look, you can't fake authenticity. So the more me I am, the more success I create in this world. So even in those moments where I am being so vulnerable and I am just spilling my guts to you and I'm showing you all of my flaws and I'm showing you all of my shortcomings, all of my failures, all of those moments that are just cringeworthy, that is when I create the most success because guess what? I'm a real human that is figuring this thing out called life too, just like you, right? I have the same messy ass human brain. I still struggle with the same fears, doubts, insecurities, limiting beliefs that you're sitting with right now. I just chose to do something about them. And then because I chose to do something about them and I'm sharing this with you, that is why I've created so much success, right? I learned very early on as a coach what had been conditioned within me and beauty of being perfect or not showing up at all, that doesn't work. And I had this DM from somebody when I was at the height of really wanting to be perfect and wanting to make sure I had the perfect graphics and the perfect coffee and the perfect launches and the perfect photo shoots. And this person sent me a message and I talked about this on my Instagram live today. And she's like, Elise, I have to unfollow you because how could I ever live up to you? You're so perfect. And I'm never going to be as good, like good enough for you or good enough as you or something like that. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm doing everything wrong. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. So that really showed me I was hiding. Because when we are in a place of really having that desire to be perfect and indulging in perfectionism, that's only a protection mechanism. And I'm curious for you, when you are itching that urge to be perfect, what are you protecting yourself from? Because I know for me, when that urge to be perfect comes in, this came up yesterday as I was doing my makeup going to the event. It was like, oh God, I want to protect myself from being judged. Because what if all of a sudden somebody sees me in person and they think, oh God, that's not how Elise looks online. So I have to have the perfect hair and makeup. And what if all my my God, they see my wrinkles and they think, oh God, she's had a baby and her body looks different. I was like, whoa, brain, calm down, calm down. Do you love yourself where you're at? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let it go. Who cares what anybody thinks? And it instantly just released the weight and the fear of anybody else's judgments or criticism of me. Like anybody could go and be like, oh my God, did you see Elise? Woof. And I'd be like, cool. That's your opinion of me. Doesn't define my opinion of me. And that is why it is so important to be yourself and love who you are because it makes the ideas and the judgments and the thoughts that other people have about you, it makes you immune to them. Because you know who you are, you love who you are, so fuck what they think, right? They just bounce right off of you because your opinion of me doesn't get to define my opinion of me. I'm not giving anybody that power ever again in my life. So tip one, really on my soapbox here. (laughs) So tip one and putting yourself out there with confidence is to be yourself and do not indulge in the fake until you make it mentality, okay? So be yourself. That is your success guarantee. Tip number two is get out of your head. So overthinking 
just like perfectionism, is nothing more than a protection mechanism. And the thing about overthinking is it wastes a lot of time and energy and it creates a ton of doubt, confusion, fear, and insecurity. And when you are feeling confused, your mind is never going to make a decision. When you are feeling doubt, you're never going to put yourself out there. When you feel fear of what if, you're going to stay in hiding. When you feel insecure, you're never going to feel good enough, right? So when you're in your head dealing with this type of overthinking, you're dead. So confidence is going to multiply on the other side of learning how to manage your mindset. Because if you're leading with thoughts like, oh God, what will they think? I don't deserve this. Do I look okay? What if I fail? What if this doesn't work? What if they judge me? What if I look like an idiot? I don't even know. I'm not good enough. I can't do this, right? Those thoughts are going to breed doubt and insecurity, and they are going to keep you in your head. You're going to be on this never ending thought loop, and it is going to exhaust you. And you will be so exhausted from the act of overthinking, because that's an action, and you can decide to stop doing that today, right? That's literally an action that we are all in full control over. So when you are in that never-ending thought loop, you're going to be so exhausted that you're not even going to have the energy to put yourself out there because you've been so trapped in your head thinking of all these what-if disaster case scenarios. You're going to be so worried about the fear of judgment and all of the weight of these type of thoughts are going to keep you from ever getting out of your head and getting started. So what I want you to do is doubt your doubt question the thoughts that make you feel like shit, right? So if there's one thing where you notice in your body, where you think this thought and all of a sudden in your body, you have this insane fear. Like I had this come up or this like anxiety where I was like, what if I see so-and-so? Okay, well, what if I do see so-and-so? I actually answered the thought in real time. So what's my plan? So I see this person. What am I going to do? Am I going to hug him? Am I going to (laughs) run? Like, am I going to just wave and say, hello? Am I going to flip him off? Like, what what am I going to do? Right? Like, what's my plan? Because when you actually answer the what if, when you answer and solve for this disaster case scenario, that's going to reduce the fear. Your brain is going to be like, cool, we've solved for this. I know exactly what to do if this happens. Right? So I encourage you to do like be in a place where you're not letting these thoughts go uninvestigated. So our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our actions and our actions are what create our results. So if you're in this endless thought loop of, okay, do I look okay? Yes, I look okay because, right? Because if you're in this place of question and not answering this, you're going to go into the room and all of a sudden you're going to be fidgeting. Is my hair okay? Do I need to leave and brush my hair? Do I have anything in my teeth? Oh my God, is this too tight? Oh my God, these shoes are so uncomfortable. Uh, And then next thing you know, you're not even present to create the impact that I know that you can create in the room because you're so stuck in your head, right? Then once you've questioned these thoughts that make you feel like shit and you start to have visibility on them, I want you to work on creating new thoughts and beliefs. So let's say you have a thought, can I do this? I can do this because, and actually give yourself the proof as to why you're the right person to do this. Say to yourself, I was made for this. Set reinforce, no matter how this goes, I've got this. I love myself even when I fail. Their thoughts about me don't matter. My thoughts about me are what matters. I'm so worthy and deserving of this. This is my moment. If you think to yourself, I don't know, right? Okay, well, here's what I do know and here's what I need to learn. Instantly put yourself back in the place of power and authority and confidence. Because keep in mind, if you're staying in that place of confusion, into selling yourself this idea that you don't know, that's going to become how you self-identify. You're never going to see yourself as the version it knows. You're never going to see yourself as somebody who has a value bank to offer, a wealth of knowledge to offer, that has wisdom to share. You're just going to be like, I don't know. You're always going to be looking to somebody else to give you the answer. No, you have the answers inside of you right now. So if there's something you don't know, what do, show yourself what you do know and then show yourself what you need to learn and then go play Google, right? Go be Dr. Google. See what Google Google can offer you. Go type in chat GPT. Hey, here's what I need to learn. And then it's going to tell you all the things, right? Like there is so much access to information that there is no reason why you should ever be selling yourself the idea that you are the person that doesn't know. Because all that's showing me is that you're not tapping into your ability to be proactive and resourceful. And when you're not doing that, you're not going to believe that you're capable. And then you're always going to be in a place where you're not putting yourself out there with confidence. So that is why tip number two of getting out of your head and not staying in the loop of overthinking and selling yourself limiting beliefs and selling yourself fear and doubt and insecurity like that's always going to be in a place where you're not putting yourself out there, out there with confidence. So you've got to get out of your head if you truly want to present yourself with confidence. And think about too, if you're about to pitch yourself, if you're about to go stand on stage, if you're about to go into a job interview, if you're about to have a conversation in a review and you're walking into it thinking, well, this isn't going to work. Oh God, I'm not good enough. Oh God. You know, and this is what we're taking action from a place from. Ew, of course, this is not going to produce the result that you want. And you're going to feel like shit as you navigate the process. So get out of your head because when you're in your head, you're dead. Okay. Tip number three is for all of my friends out there who fear judgment, criticism, who worry about what people have to say about you. So tip number three is to name your they. 
And you're probably like, what are you talking about? And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is something that is so huge for people who have a fear of judgment and criticism and being talked about or having, you know, people have thoughts about them, right? And here's the reality of this. People are going to have thoughts about you. No matter how hard you try to protect yourself via perfectionism, via people pleasing, via high achievement, people are still going to have thoughts about what you do. And that's okay. You don't have to make their thoughts about what you're doing, your thoughts about what you're doing. You don't have to make the fear of them thinking that you're a failure, the confirmation that seals the deal of your belief that you're a failure. You don't have to take any of that on. So what I want you to do is if you fear judgment, I want you to name your they to disempower the fear. And I want you to actually put faces to the names of the wor- of the people that you are worried about having these thoughts about you. So is it your mom? Is it your aunt? Is it your boss? Is it your boyfriend or your partner? Is it your best friend? Is it your children? Who is the person that you are terrified will judge you? And why are you putting so much value on this person's opinion of you? And do you want to stop putting so much value and time and energy on their opinion of you? Because you can let it go today. You can literally make an empowered decision to say, you know what? I'm no longer giving this person any power over what I do. I am no longer letting this person's opinion of me influence my opinion of me or what I'm doing in this world. So let's say you have an overly critical mom who always, every time you want to do something, she's like, oh, well, remember when you failed? Oh God, well, that was so embarrassing for our family. And I just can't be in a place where you do that to us again. Okay, cool, mom. Thank you for just projecting all of your, you know, shame and embarrassment on me, but I'm going to send that right back to you because your beliefs about what I'm capable of have nothing to do about my beliefs, right? Like I'm not going to let you project your thoughts and your judgments of my past failure onto my future success. So thank you for trying to keep me safe, mom. Know you love me. Know that's probably coming from a good place, but that has nothing to do with me, right? You can literally do that. And I remember I went to an event recently over the summer and I had an opportunity to book a time with a VP from this company who just was like giving out free advice or whatever. So it was funny. I sat down with her and she's so successful. Like if I look at this person's resume, I'm like, oh my God, she is a genius. She has created just so, so much insane success. So we start talking and next thing you know, this turned into like a whole coaching session. This is pretty much how every conversation goes with me. So just heads up. If you ever meet me in person, we're probably going to end up going really deep into whatever's keeping you stuck in life and business. And we're going to figure out how to remove these barriers, right? That's just what I do. I live for this shit. So all of a sudden she's telling me how she has this desire to start her own business. And I was like, well, what's stopping you? And she's like, well, the, you know, I'm just worried what people will think about me. And I was like, who? And she's like, well, a lot, everybody. And I was like, but who? Like, who, who are the people? And she's like, I mean, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. And I was like, well, name your they. And she's like, what does that even mean? I'm like, is it your aunt? Is it your mummy? Is it your cousin? Is it your sister? Like, who is the person that you're worried about judging you? And she's like, there's just so many people. I don't even know where to start. I was like, no, we're going to do this right now. Make a list. And there were two people on that list. So two people's fear, like the fear of two people's opinions of her were keeping her from launching this incredible, insane idea. And I was like, do you see how silly this is? And she's like, this is ridiculous. And she's like, I cannot believe that I never saw this until today. And I was like, yeah, it's because we let these ideas of everybody's watching. Well, who is everybody? And I know for me, this showed up hard when I launched my business. But when I really got honest with myself, it was three people that I feared judging me. And when I saw that, I was like, do I actually care about these opinions that these people might have of me? No. So I just removed that fear and I just kept it moving. And now four years later, I'm so glad that I named my they because now those people are no longer standing in my way. I no longer, their opinions of me are irrelevant. They could think I'm the worst person in the world. They could have been this person that gave me a one-star review podcast rating. They could write me the worst review ever. I could give a shit because my opinion of me is so strong that their opinion of me is irrelevant. And that is my goal for every single one of you listening to have that strong of a sense of self, to have that much belief and trust in yourself and that much confidence in yourself to where anybody else's thoughts about what you're doing and who you are, you know, are irrelevant because your thoughts and your opinions and your belief in yourself is so strong that nobody else's opinion can spin you out, right? Oh, so good. Okay. So the other thing about this is let's say, you know, I just literally coached my client on this right before I started recording this. So this is super relevant. So let's say those thoughts do come in. Like her, her fear was like, oh my God, people are going to think that I'm a bad boss, that I'm too bossy, that I'm a micromanager, that I'm, you know, cold or whatever. And I was like, okay, so what, what if they believe those things about you? Can you let that be okay? Like, is that a problem if they have these beliefs about you? And she's like, I mean, and I was like, well, here's, let's, let's even back up. Are those your beliefs about you? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay. So could they have it wrong about you? And that's okay. 
And she just sat there with that for a second. And she was like, I mean, oh my God. She's like, wow, that really makes, you know, my fear and my, my being afraid of being what people think and being judged, that really makes that doubt kind of go away because yeah, I don't believe I'm any of those things. So yeah. And I was like, so you're okay having people get it wrong about you. And she's like, I am. And she's like, wow, that instantly made me feel more confident. I'm like, isn't that great, right? Because you're in full control over whose opinions you allow into your network, into your mindset, into your reality. And if you don't like them, picture them bouncing right off of you. That's what I say to my clients all the time. I have them do a visualization to where if somebody offers you, like let's say you went into your 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 in review and your boss offered you a ton of feedback that you didn't agree with. Picture it bouncing off of you right back onto them because you don't have to agree with what people think about you. You, you can let it, you know, you can let them have their opinion of you and you can just let that be okay. You can let them be wrong about you. What a powerful, powerful thing. Okay. So that's number three is name your day. Number four is be aware of your body. So body language is an unspoken dialogue. It is a nonverbal communication. And when I see a woman walk in the room, the second that I see the way she's enter enters a room, I know exactly how she's feeling about herself because I diagnose her through her body language. So if she walks in and she instantly gets on her phone, I know she's uncomfortable and feeling insecure. So she's clinging to her phone for comfort. If she's fidgeting or adjusting her clothes, like I just saw a woman speak on stage a couple weeks ago at an event and the whole time she was like fidgeting with her shirt and I was like she's insecure right now she doesn't feel comfortable and secure in what she's wearing if I see a woman in a meeting like let's say it's a super stressful high pressure meeting she's like picking at her fingers or like you know picking at her scalp I know she's dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and it's manifesting in her physically picking at her skin right so I will see those fidgets those clothes adjustments those picking at your skin or you know messing with your hair people looking at their phone I instantly know that's telling me everything I need to know about where you're at emotionally, mentally. I can see that through your body language. So I've interviewed hundreds of women and I will see them come into interviews and I'm like, oh, okay, I have a confident superstar on my hand or I've got somebody who's coming in with a lot of doubt and I've got somebody who I know, okay, I'm going to have to really work with her on this. I'm going to really have to mentor that. And she hasn't even said a word to me yet. She's already told me everything that she that I need to know through her body language. So you've got to be aware of what your body language is actually saying. And for a lot of people, they're like, that's not how I'm really feeling. And I'm like, but your body language is telling me that. So where's the disconnect? And people will get really defensive about this. And I'll see this, like when a client, when I tell them something and like, let's say they cross their arms or they cross their legs or they'll cross their feet. That's them like getting super uncomfortable and literally rejecting whatever I've just said to them because they're protecting themselves. They're closing them, themselves off. So I'm like, okay, I've nailed something. I've gotten somewhere that triggered them because now they're closing themselves off to me and we'll dig into that. And I'm so proud of the women that I work with who are so brave to see this, right? Because a lot of women, they don't ever do this work. Like if, if people love doing this work, if this work felt good, if working on yourself was just like sunshine and roses all the time, then everybody would do it. But that's the part of the work that people don't enjoy is the discomfort. Maybe hearing something that triggers you, maybe digging into a fear, a doubt, a limiting belief, right? So when you're in that place where you're aware of how that's actually manifesting in your body, so much more confidence can be exuded because right away, like I'll start, when I start working with somebody, like I love doing before and after images because a lot of times when people arrive to me, they're in a place of, you know, that doubt and that fear and that insecurity and those limiting beliefs have taken over. So they're hunched over. They're doing indirect eye contact. Their heart space isn't open. They're not sitting tall. So I'll show them and, and, you know, by the end of our three months together, or if they end up doing like what 75% of my clients do, renewing multiple rounds, I'll show them that effect in their body afterwards. And they're like, oh my God, I didn't even see it. They're like, I felt it, but I didn't realize that it was that intense of a change until you pointed it out to me. So be very aware of what your body is saying. Notice if you get into a situation where you start to feel insecure, are you letting your shoulders roll forward and are you hunching? Are you starting to cross and protect yourself, right? Like just be on to what your body is actually conveying because a confident woman, when she walks into a room, she's going to own that room. And once again, she doesn't have to say anything. Her energy is going to speak volumes for her. Her head is going to be tall. Her her spine is tall. She has direct eye contact. Her heart space is open. Her shoulders are back, right? She's not fidgeting with her hands. She's not in a space where she's like fidgeting with anything on her body. She's just walking in. She feels like she's gliding. It's like that woman that you see walking in, like, who's that? You know, that's the type of vibe I'm talking about. So you've got to be aware of your body, especially if you're putting yourself into a situation where let's say you're on stage, you're interviewing, you've got to be aware of what your body's actually saying. 
So if you've never done body language studies, buy books on this. That's something we tackle in the CAM program. I can help you with that if that's something you want to tune into. Okay, tip number five is dress for comfort. And for a lot of you out there who are fashionistas like me, you're thinking right now, Elise, but you don't understand my, my Louis Vuittons, my Jimmy Choo's. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. They're really uncomfortable, right? So here's the thing is you can look level 10 and still be comfortable. And there's a lot of people who fight me on this. And I'm, if you're someone who wants to fight me on this, okay, let's go toe to toe on this. Because here's the deal is that when you are wearing clothes that do not feel comfortable or clothes that maybe are something you haven't grown your confidence into yet, maybe it's like a very loud, bold outfit and you're not feeling hundred percent confident in that yet. When that happens, your clothes are going to wear you. And what you're going to convey is insecurity. So I do a lot of bold makeup looks. If you follow my Instagram, you know, this is something that I've really been having so much fun with. And somebody sent me a message, actually multiple people sent me messages and they're like, God, I wish I had the confidence to wear this. And I was like, you do have have to have the confidence to wear this because if not, this look will wear you. This was the day I did. It was like orange and yellow and teal and it was, it was crazy, right? So the same thing goes with your clothes. If you don't have the confidence to put on an outfit or you're stuffing yourself into once again, as we talked about in point one, into clothes you've outgrown or maybe it feels like an outdated version of yourself, that is going to speak volumes and people will feel that discomfort that you feel and it will repel them away without you even realizing it. Just because they're going to feel your discomfort, they're not even going to know what's going on. They're just going to feel this uncomfortable energy and they're going to be like, oh, jump ship. Got to get out of here. Something feels uncomfortable. I got to go, you know? So you don't ever want your outfit to wear you. You don't ever want something to feel uncomfortable. And then you're all of a sudden you're sitting down in a meeting and you're like constantly adjusting your waistline and your pants, or maybe you're like fidgeting with your blazer. Maybe your shoes are just like, oh my God, they are. I mean, I get it. I used to wear six to seven inch heels every single day. I really found a lot of, um, confidence and power and feeling tall and I'm five seven so to be you know six foot one six foot two and walking in with that much presence and authority I really like that but then I broke my toe and I can't wear those shoes anymore which is very sad but I used to be so uncomfortable in those shoes and there were times where I would be standing up doing presentations and I wasn't even present like I was so well versed in the material but I wasn't even present in the presentation because all I could think about is how bad my feet hurt and how much I wanted it to be over so I could go sit down again people will feel that from you so do not repel them away because of your discomfort and you know think of being in a space where you can be comfortable and letting your confidence be your best accessory because when you have that confidence truly like my friend I just had dinner with her last week she's like Elise, like you, you came in done. Like I was wearing a cape. I had a metallic shirt on. I was wearing like really beautiful leather leggings. I had huge boots on. And she's like, you could have come in barefaced and you still would have felt equally as magnetic and confident to me because it's your energy that is making this outfit so magnetic, right? So your confidence is always going to be your best accessory, regardless of if you're barefaced, regardless of if you're in yoga pants, regardless of if you have your hair up in a messy bun, like you don't need to be polished and perfected to truly feel a level 10 and whatever it is that you're wearing. Okay. So dress for where your body's at now. I teach a whole segment called creating your confidence style inside the can program. And for anybody who's looking to match how you feel on the inside with how you present yourself on the outside, this will be very valuable for you because it really helps you bring those two things into alignment. Because if they're not in alignment, once again, you're going to be repelling people. And it's going to be this unspoken energy. Like some people in the online world have referred to this as online BO where you feel uncomfortable. And next thing you know, people are like running away from you and you're like, what what I do? Like, don't let that energy be the fart that clears the room, right? So be in a space where you are okay dressing for comfort, because if not, it's going to take yourself, take yourself out of being present. You're not going to be presenting your best self and people will feel that discomfort from you. Okay. The last tip on how to present yourself with confidence is to prepare, prepare, prepare. One of the biggest sources of stress, anxiety, doubt, fear, and insecurity that I see from the women that I work with stems from lack of preparation. So think of this like wanting to go on a road trip and driving without a map and then feeling really scared and frustrated when you got lost, right? Like you didn't prepare for this. Think of a an actress who is about to take on a role where she might get nominated for an Oscar and she shows up and never read the script, right? Imagine when you're in a place where you've never done the preparation work to feel secure putting yourself out there, right? So if I go into a client session, the first thing I do before I jump on Zoom is I look at last week's notes to make sure I know exactly where we left off. I'm fresh. I know exactly what we're doing because I don't ever want to come to it messy or like, oh God, I forgot. You know, I've got a lot of clients. I'm managing a lot of people's brains. So I've got to make sure that I am fresh. I'm up to date, that they did their homework, that they we know exactly what we're talking about because if not, guess what that's going to do? It's going to rob them from getting the most out of this experience 
experience because I'm not showing up prepared. I'm not showing up in my highest power as a coach. I'm not doing my due diligence to make sure I'm following through with the opportunity and the potential that I know I can offer you, right? So another way for me that I love to prepare is when it comes to what I'm wearing and getting my stuff ready the night before. I notice a lot of women who are late, who feel rushed, who experience an immense amount of anxiety because they don't do this. So for example, if you don't know what you're going to wear and you're about to go and, you know, put yourself out there in a really big way and you don't have your purse together and you don't have your breakfast already made. And next thing you know, your alarm clock doesn't go off or you snooze one too many times and you don't have any gap room in this because you're already feeling so rushed and you put on an outfit, you don't like it, you throw it on the floor. Now you're freaking out because nothing's working. Now you're like, oh shit, I got to go pack my purse. Where's my driver's license? Where are my car keys? Oh my God. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm starving. What what can I grab really quick for breakfast? Right? Like that is so all preventable. That whole entire routine is 100% within your control. So for example, when I was preparing for the event that I went to yesterday for a week, I dreamed about what I was going to wear because once again, I was intentional about who do I want to be in this room and how do I want to present myself? So I already had my outfit picked out. I already in my mind. And then the night before the event, I tried everything on down to accessories, shoes, socks, literally underwear, everything, because I wanted to make sure head to toe, I felt incredible because once again, if you feel uncomfortable in your clothes, you're not going to be presenting yourself with confidence, right? And the first thing that happened is the shirt that I had planned did not work with this outfit. And I was like, oh my God, thank God that I'm trying this on and not figuring this out. If, you know, in the morning, like let's say Micah had a tantrum or there was a poop spill, whatever it is, like being a mom, you know how it is trying to get out the door. It is hard. So I had that ready to go. And so when I, then I also prepped my bag, right? I already had my business cards in there. I had my badge printed out. I had water already filled up in a, in my little water bottle ready to go. I had snacks in there just in case because nobody likes a hangry release, right? Like (laughs) I set myself up for success. I made sure I had gas in my car. I made sure my breakfast was sitting there in the fridge. So that way I could take it with me or eat, you know, I ended up eating it before because I had a plethora of time, but what that created in my morning was so much ease and efficiency. I literally just glided through the morning. It was such a beautiful day. There was no ounce of rush. There was no ounce of stress. And that was because I prepared. Same thing goes when it comes to business. So what you hear now when I speak is the result of me talking about what I do again and again and again, and this level of mastery that has come from me being overly prepared into any situation that I go into. So I've already got notes in my head before we're even talking. If I'm doing a consult with a client, I've already figured out the roadmap that I'm going to offer you to change your life, right? I already am 20 steps ahead of any situation that I'm in. And what that creates for me is a ton of confidence. So for a lot of people, we're not giving ourselves that that ability to do that due diligence ahead of time. So you're never feeling 100% prepared, which will always result in that feeling of stress and being rushed and anxiety. We don't want any of that, right? So get prepared. Now, I want to say one thing on this because I think for a lot of us, you might be sitting here right now where you're like, oh, that doesn't come up for me. And that might already be because you're an expert at what you do. So for a lot of us, when you're an expert and and I'm speaking more professionally, right? So let's say like you're so an expert on your topic, you're so well-versed in in this, you might not need the same level of preparation going into an experience. Like I found this when I was working in beauty. Like if I was going to present to Sephora or Target, like I developed this product from beginning to end. This was my baby. I watched every step of it. So I didn't need note cards to talk about this. I literally created it. So of course I'm going to be the so well-versed in it that I don't need a ton of preparation, right? My friend who went on stage yesterday, there was, she's like, I felt bad. This girl next to me had all these note cards. I, I just showed up and talked. So I was like, yeah, because you're the expert. Your, your genius is your presence, right? And the other lady was so fidgety. She was so insecure. She was worried about if she was saying the right thing, wrong thing. And I just watched my friend literally show up, deliver her excellence in terms of her expertise, and then just slay the shit. You know, she didn't need to prepare. So when you're an expert, at what you do and you are so well versed in whatever it is that you do, you may not need the same level of prep because you know your shit, right? You know that you can step into any space and speak on your topic because you're an expert at what you do. So you might not need in terms of professionalism or you might have already done a road trip to New York and you know how to get there, right? You might have already planned whatever it is that you want to do. So you might not need that same level of time. So just, you will know. You will know if you are a person who is underprepared or if you are somebody who has the exact level of preparation that you need. You will know as I'm saying this. You will feel something spark in you that's like, oh, dang, Elise called me out about that, you know, evening routine about setting myself up for success and making sure the gas was in my car and making sure breakfast because that's always where I get in my way, right? I have friends that, 
no matter what, I've watched the same pattern with my best friend. She's going to kill me for calling her out on this, but she, she never eats. Right. And then she's always hangry. And I'm like, bitch, go get a freaking Snickers. You watch the commercial, you know, but it's this pattern where it's always impacting her day because she wasn't prepared with the food. Right. So when we are in a place where we're not prepared, where we're not dressing for comfort, we're not aware of our body language, we're in our head about worried, you know, about who's going to judge us. We are in a place where we are so consumed in the cycle of overthinking and we are not in a place where we are being ourselves. Guess what? You're not going to be putting yourself out there and presenting yourself with confidence. So my biggest goal for you is I want to recap this list is for you to be yourself, for you to get out of your head, for you to name your day. So that way the fear of judgment is disempowered for you to be aware of what your body's actually saying through your body language to dress in clothes that make you feel comfortable and that make you feel like you are a million dollars, right? So rich, so expensive, so valuable. And to be prepared because when you have these boxes checked, and even if it's not all of them, maybe you just need to focus on one area, right? The byproduct of this level of intentionality of how you approach life is going to be guaranteed confidence. You're going to be just literally taking names, slaying, doing what you do, putting yourself out there because there's nothing else standing in your way. You've already done all the things. So my goal for you is to start applying these six tips right away, right? Like the acronym CAN stands for confident action. Now confidence grows when we start taking action. So do not sit on these tips. Do not be like, oh, that podcast from Elise was so good. Oh, what does she say again? No, take notes. And then think about how you want to apply these tips in your life right now, because the byproduct of these tips is going to be putting yourself out there with confidence. Okay, so I hope this is helpful. And I'm curious, if you've ever found any other tips, let me know. I'd be curious what you'd add to this list. So shoot me a message on Instagram at your soul makeup. I'd love to hear from you and just hear what was helpful about today's episode. If you loved this content, please share this with a friend. Also drop me a rating and review this. Once again, as I always say, it helps me so much more than you realize for other women to hear these tips, for other women to be in a space where now they are empowered with, oh, I know these six things to do to help me feel better. So the more that I have ratings and reviews, the more my podcast gets shown to people. So help be a catalyst that keeps this gift giving to all women in this world. I want every woman to have access or every woman to have access to this information because not on my watch am I going to sit back and watch you all go through life feeling unprepared, feeling like you need to fake it till you make it, feeling like, oh my God, I'm trapped in my head. I don't know how to get out of this, being so scared of what people think about you, not knowing what your body language is saying, wearing clothes that make you feel like shit. Like, no, 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 no. No, not on my watch. That's not what we do. And if you need to really work on these six tips and want some individualized support here, come join the CAN program. This is exactly what we do inside. I've got you every step of the way. All right, my beautiful friend, thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back next week and we are going to be talking through even more success tools because once again, I want you to feel so empowered. I'll be bringing on as I've been you know, teasing my girl, Carol. She is absolutely incredible. And we are going to talk about what needs to happen for you to confidently get hired. So I've got you. Stay tuned for so much more goodness coming. I will see you next week. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever making yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.